Linda Adams, the first, and I am so glad that you tapped in to the Cinderella Effect Talk Show. This podcast is another one of the power-packed, wonderful women of God that I got to actually be a guest. She's stepping out on faith, and I am so excited. Now, I'm the uh, creative lady here to help you understand how you can have the Cinderella effect too. Now today I have Shamika and she is basically my twin but Shamika I want you to know that I am so proud of you and I need you to um, let us know well I'll just say this I've known you since you was born, but we picked back up later on. God has connected us, and I'm so glad that you are here on today. Can you give me your whole name, the first and the last, and definitely let me know why did you accept this uh, opportunity to speak and give us a little background about yourself. Thank you, firstly, for having me. Um, my name is Shanika Schaffner, um, and as you stated, we have known each other. You've known me my whole life, um, and I do truly believe that we continue to reconnect because God has a purpose in both of our lives for us to continue to come together, um, even if there's been some type of delay or a year uh, where we haven't Say that. communicated. You know, so... I am yes. um, confident, um, which brings us to today, right? Um, so Say that. To, answer your question, <laughs> to answer your question in regards to what this podcast means to me, and, you know, I was actually, I was honored to be part of, um, you know, to be on this podcast because, one, it's about women empowerment. And I yeah. want to continue to empower women. My background um, is in social work. I just completed my master's in social work. So I'm um, extremely Woo! excited about that. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And so um, as an empowerment-based social worker, and like I said, I work with all demographics, um, but specifically women. I've, I've worked with women who were broken and bruised and who um, once mm. were victims who became victors and so oh i'm just emotional just speaking about that part um so for me anytime that i can use my voice um in your platform or anyone's platform to speak life um into someone or just know that they can overcome i'm always willing to share um advice and just my my life experiences so thank you again for this platform and for your time well i really have been led to ask you by god because when you posted on april 29th of this year at 7.04 p.m., I had to do all of that and say all that because this Facebook post touched me and was right on point. This is what you said concerning me. You said, I've known her my whole life, literally. We attended the same childhood church and our families are close, true. Hashtag Sunday school, you know it. <laughs> our names are similar and 
She and I pass as sisters. That is so cool. She's a mentor. I didn't really know that, but okay. I, a genuine friend, an inventor, a visionary, an entrepreneur, empowerment-focused, sanctified, spirit-led, and spirit-filled. Woo! She's truly a hashtag sister. Support this hashtag woman of God. <laughs> she has a new podcast, hashtag the Cinderella Effect. Oh, man, when I read that, I was like, who is she talking to? She talking about me? Oh, my God. Yes. I was like, man, she put that out there. Tell me about what made you just all of a sudden do that? Yes. So, um, again, I always like to um, acknowledge positive women, um, women who are promoting like you are, you know, uh, empowering women and, you know, uh, being an entrepreneur and being creative and just having that vision. I always like to let the world know. And even if the world is just to, you know, X amount of people that follow me um, and that we're friends and comment, I just want to let them know. Because, you know, um, I think it's important to to share the life, right? To share, because you just never know how um, our paths may cross. You never know who may be in need of someone. Or so whenever I can network and promote and share uh, gifts that, you know, I have or with others, I'm, I'm always willing to do that. And so I was led um, after hearing your podcast, um, and I was just like, you know what? Let me put a spotlight and shine on Amika. And so I was drawn at that time, as you said, 7.04 p.m., April 29th. Um, to do that. <laughs> yep. So, that was great. I needed that, too. That blessed me. You you just don't know that blessed me. Because I was like, you know, I'm putting in the work. I, like, love women, love to help them. Since I came out of my, um, you know, the... <laughs> dilemma and I'm like I gotta help other women come out of this because I feel so good being free so let's get into some questions so I wanted to know in the last three years what have you become um, good at saying no to and in the last year and the last 30 days so let's start off in the last three years well, this is a three-in-one question. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, you know, as every year, every month, you know, we're growing, right? We should at least be growing mentally, physically, and so, spiritually. And so I would say definitely within the last three years, um, my motto hasn't changed. And that is to say no unapologetically right because i feel that oftentimes or most times we say no and then we have a a response to it right and i'm still guilty of that um where i may be texting someone i'll say and then follow up with a reason why can't we just say no and be you know and, and that be it why do we feel compelled to have a response behind everything and so that's good 
to 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 say no, no, without feeling, oh, is this person gonna look at me differently? Are they gonna think differently about me? You know, I, I no longer have that conviction over me. Um, so there's things that you know, obviously I, I'm tactful, so I do end up usually saying the reason why. But I, I'm okay with saying no and that just being the end. Um, so, and not feeling bad or guilty about saying no. Um, there's been engagement. There's been um, times where I've been invited to several events at the same time, ironically. Um, and, and I've had to say no. Um, and so for me, again, just having the power back in saying no is liberating. So um, in the last three years, Woo! three months, even within a year, I, I said no, and it was no with a period. It wasn't no with an ellipsis. It wasn't followed up or followed behind a reason. And so, yeah, I've been uh, good at saying no lately. <laughs> You know, that is so good that you said that because I there is a two part to that um, when you say no. So you, it's important not to feel guilty for just saying no. Some people will put a guilt trip on you or like you said, like we feel like we have to explain it. Like there's something inside of us is feeling bad about saying no. So then we feel like we need to like, you know, add something to it. No, so I said that because that's my choice, and I don't have to explain why I said no. So you you went to another level on that. Just like the word. That's where I'm at. Say that again. Right. I said just like the word. Maybe. Right. When someone says maybe, typically they're earing on the side of no, but they they want to kind of do it in a a nicer way, a nicer manner. Oh. You get what I'm saying? And I'm very matter of fact. Uh-huh. Yes or no. And, and and I think that there's strength in that. And a lot of a not excuse me, a lot of people can say no and live with their answer. Um, and it doesn't have to be anything, you know, uh, specific or or broad. It it could be a matter of, hey, can you accompany me to XYZ or I'm having this this event. Um but again, for me, I I don't like the guessing game because when you say maybe, it's a maybe yes, you know, perhaps yes, and then there's a no. And so I just try to be as direct with people as I would like for them to be with me as well. So. That's good. And that is your personality. I have um, gotten a sense of that through the years that you have an oomph behind your and maybe it's a conviction or just like a knowing that you know that you know that you know um, when you're yes. speaking. So you yes. you very strong in um, your confidence in behind your. And so that's another reason why I definitely had to get you on because I know I'm like man when you know that you know when you finally really knew and had a relationship with God because when I was talking to you back in the day in the past and I was like I gotta help her to understand and I'm just gonna continue to pray for her in her true confidence in God so you you so I was 
hearing that, okay, you you know there is God through growing up in Sunday school, but I knew that you really didn't have that true relationship with God. Can you tell me mm-hmm. that aha moment of really knowing who God really is? Yes. Um, so this brings me back to almost four years ago, actually, which is when I uh, went through my divorce. And I was doing everything um, to, to try to keep the marriage intact. You know, I was calling different uh, prayer lines. I mean, I was fasting. I've never fasted in my life. And I was just like, please, God, keep our, our marriage together. Keep our family together. I mean, I was literally doing everything I could, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had that aha moment with with God and just knowing after the fact, right? Maybe maybe six months to a year after the divorce and God revealed to me I am who I am. I don't make any Woo! mistakes. And most importantly, God taught me and, and I'm not a male basher at all, far from it. God yeah. taught me I am your bread and your water. Because I was a stay-at-home girlfriend. I was a stay-at-home wife. I was what you would call a kept woman, okay? Although I went mm. to school, you know, in my for my bachelor's and graduated cum laude, I didn't work. I, I had the opportunity to work or not work, I should say. And so my mm-hmm. ex-husband took care of all of the bills and, you know, finances. He gave me an allowance each paycheck. And I'm like, God, okay. how am I going to pay my bills? Where is my son and I going to live? Where? You know, I had all these questions. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until after the fact, oh, thank you, Jesus. God was like, I will supply all of your needs. I, 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 I literally, I almost, hmm, just thinking back, I mean, feel like it'll be four years in September, or excuse me, this month on the 16th. And... Wow. I, I put so much trust in him. And the hell yes. wasn't with a capital H. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and it, it, taught <laughs> yes. my, it taught me to put all my trust in him, the Alpha and the Omega. And so, you know, I was almost like the prodigal son. I, I, I Although I was raised in the church, I knew the Bible, I knew, you know, I, did, I had to live it for myself. And it took me at mm-hmm. the age of 28 years old to really, truly have a relationship with God because he, he sustained me. He, he made a way, you know, and as cliche as all this that I'm saying, I'm, I'm living proof that God yes. will continue to keep his word because he, he kept his word for me. And so for me, I'm not ashamed to say that I was 28 years old when I had that aha moment, when I had that close connection with God, when God wiped away my tears and made beauty for ashes, when he, when he really cradled me and, and coddled me and, and, and I took his hand, you know? And so yes. that, it was that moment. It was that, and actually it was that moment that I said, I can do all things. I didn't know my strength. <laughs> I did not know my strength of prior to that. So, in all honesty, I can thank my ex-husband for that in and of itself. Because I really didn't know my strength. I didn't know the 
the magnitude of God until after my divorce when I didn't really have much but the word even I, I honestly I didn't can't even say I had the word at that moment because I had so many questions you know and I I went through a phase of God where are you why would you have you know let this happen and all these things and all I had mm-hmm. was my son you know and mm-hmm. um in hindsight, I can look back and, and honestly say it was that moment that I found, I, I found out, I figured out my truth. It is in that moment that as your, you know, your, your theme, the Cinderella effect, right? It was in that moment yeah. that I was like, mm-hmm. I know my work. I know, I know my yeah. work. I know that I am the child, a child of the king. I know, and no one can tell me differently. So for me, that is when I found, you know, I had this aha moment and became closer to God because I did, you know, um, kind of slipped away. I, I backslid. I, you know, uh, there was times when I questioned my faith. Um, but thereafter, it was like, come on, devil. You can take whatever you want. I was like, Job, you took the car, you took the house, you know, you, you can take the titles, but you cannot take my God away from me. Woo! I know that's right. I was literally always praying, but I understand that, I mean, I was trying to, like, you know, say, God will help you. God will supply all your needs till I was blue in the face. And I was like, okay, I understand, God. I can't always make somebody see you or know you for themselves. But in circumstances, when you're in your valley, that's where God is. Is revealed. That's where God is revealed to you. And Mm -hmm. that's also where I understood in my my divorce. That's when I really found God and found myself when I started doing the work and started actually just, you know, seeking God to help me to get out of it. And also to get me through it, the situation yes. of the process of divorce, the process of grieving, the process of knowing myself, and the process of being confident in who God is to me. You can't tell me nothing, just like you saying. Yes, yes, yes. And so <laughs> it is that Woo! moment that I just, there's nothing, nothing that I, I mean, I mean, it, it is so it's indescribable and it and it's not that I have this like grandiose or narcissistic you know personality but it is literally nothing that I that I cannot do or you know with the help of God you know even in during this pandemic you know with COVID I'm you know recently started a new job three months ago and okay. you know I could have easily been one of the 24 who were um, who were laid off, right? Mind you, these people have been there three, five, seven years. But thank God I wasn't. And that's called favor. You get what I'm saying? I was, not, I was not dismayed. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't worried. I was like, oh, God got me. He's going to take care of all of my needs. And he has. <laughs> he has. You know, and so that goes again, me drawing back on my faith. And when he, you know, what he did for me, obviously throughout the years, but for me, the, the bigger chunk of my life that 
stands out is when I was, you know, uh, four years ago during my divorce. And so it was just like any problems I have, oh, I know God will will, will take care of it. <laughs> you know, I use exactly that the reference, if you will. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I was talking to you, I had already came out of my situation and I'm like on the other side that I'm trying to give you the picture, give you the knowledge, give you the information, but I can do all those things, but still you couldn't get it because you had to know God for yourself and only God knows how to do that. I could only pray on the other side through, um, to have God to reveal himself to you. So just understand that, you know, to help anybody else. Because that's all I was like, girl, it's good over here. Come on. I mean, you got to know God for yourself. Test him. Trust him. I can tell you to trust God all, all day long. But until you know that you know that you know that God will get you through that, um, you know, that situation. Now, like when other things come up, that's why you know um, people who have a true relationship with God. Because I am stressed. What are y'all freaking out nope. about? If you know God, what's how your needs, yes. regardless of yes. what situation you in, how bad it is, guess what? I got peace of mind, for one. So that's what I needed to have in my relationship. I didn't have peace. I didn't have that mm-hmm. true, close relationship with God. I had enough to pray and say, Lord, help me, and all that kind of stuff. And Holy Spirit would speak to me. But still there was an underlying missing component of me truly trusting in God and leaning on him. But once that happened, girl, you can't tell me nothing now. And it sounds like you finally over on the other side. <laughs> you know, yes. I thank God for that. Yes, yes. And that's what I was waiting for. And when you talked to me and you let me know, and I could hear it in your voice that you truly had a relationship with God, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Prayers being answered. Now I got this other question because you already answered the Cinderella effect, which is good. You know when you you found out your worth, which is awesome. I want to ask you: Do you have a favorite failure? How what? How has failure set you up for success? Well, I I am a quoter. Unfortunately, I do not have a quote. <laughs> um. But with that being said, I want to read that failure is a part of success, right? Mm. Failure yeah. is a part of success. There, I, I don't know too many people who can say that they're successful today after one try. I don't know too many people. And, and, and only, Holy Spirit just said, only with God. Only God can you be successful after one time after failing in life. <laughs> Only God. Other than mm-hmm. that, I don't know who, how, how many people, you know, can actually say that failure, that they succeeded in life without failure. So for me, mm-hmm. you know, how has failure set me up for success? Well, given the fact mm-hmm. that I'm resilient, I'm persistent, I'm consistent Woo. in life. Yes. That it's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. So as far as success, I think firstly we have to define what is success. And I don't think it's a all right. it's a definition, you know, uh, in the text. There's I, I think it's really a personal 
definition of how we define success, you know, individually. Um, yes. But, but for, you know what I'm saying? Because your success may not be my success. But say that. Generally speaking, I would say that my failure, the failures that I've had in life, it set me up for success for two reasons to show me, to tell me and show me two things. If I need to keep going or if I need to say, okay, this this is it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like failure has yes. taught me one or two things. Okay, you, you did it. You tried it. It's not for you. <laughs> yes. Plan B. Do you get what I'm saying? Because I think that's yes. what's wrong with some of us too. We keep hitting rock bottom. We keep going through this same cycle. Sometimes we have to know failure is the success because you don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we have yes. to know that. And so mm-hmm. hopefully this is all making sense. <laughs> but um, yeah, I you know I just have this internal thing I guess about me that if yes. there's something that I want to achieve firstly I don't do it without consulting with God that's number one um, mm-hmm. I always ask for his guidance his direction you know and if it's his will um, secondly I proceed you know um, but as far as failure I'm gonna be honest with you Amika I haven't really failed too much in life I haven't because you can't fail mm-hmm. with God on your side Say that. Um, so there was a time, and this is part of my testimony, and I, you know, you you may be aware of this, that my son is a miracle child, or is what they call a rainbow child, right? Um, yeah, come on. I, I, I had, yes, I've had my first time. I got pregnant. I got pregnant with fraternal twins, right? Um, mm. They were born stillborn at almost six months old. Then I got pregnant again wow. um, in my fallopian tube, so I had an ectopic pregnancy. Then the third time, same thing. I lost my daughter at six months. I mean, I mean, and this is the short wow. version of it, but essentially, yeah, I wanted to get. You know, I never thought about giving up. Most people would have looked at those, you know, um, invaluable yeah. pregnancies as a failure. I never thought yeah. about it like that. I never thought, you know, I, I'm not to say that my children that were that I lost were failures, but the pregnancy was not successful. Okay, air quote uh-huh. around successful. But I never gave up. I never gave up, and I kept God's word because I, and that's another goes back to my, um, you know, my history with God because with my daughter whom I lost, the third pregnancy, I'm like God, I thought you promised me that this baby was going to make it. And it questioned mm. and it, you know, it, it shaked my faith. It shook my faith. And so mm. I could have quit then. You know, like, God, you, you said. But then my, my last, my, not my last, hopefully God mm-hmm. allowed me to be more fruitful with my Yeah. Um, but I said, God, you said. I went back to the word. Like, God, you, you know, in Jeremiah 29 and 11, I think it is. You know, before you were born, I, you know, I formed thee. And so mm-hmm. I went back to his word. And so, again, to answer your question about how failure set me up for success, it taught me that sometimes it may not work the first time. It may not work the second or third. But when it's time, you will know that you've been successful. So I don't think it's a number. I don't think it's based on time. 
I think well, it's, our, it's not our timing at least, but God's timing. And we will know when we've been successful. So all of my failures or lack thereof has taught me that it's all in God's divine order. Wow. Talk to me about your miracle child. Talk to me about your miracle son, though, that process. When you got over the six months, what were you thinking then and the birth? So I believe in, you know, in the Bible it talks about speaking life and that there's life and death in the tongue, you know. And so for me, I had my son's ultrasound on the refrigerator because I was on bed rest, right? So yeah. I had nothing but time but to go back and forth to the, to the kitchen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I put a picture of my son ultrasound um, sonogram on the... Um, refrigerator and I put viable healthy beautiful and I wow. you know every time I opened the fridge I meditated and trying to just that's all I that was my focus you know when when anything negative would creep in my mind I would immediately you know just viable healthy beautiful and so mm. uh, with my son well firstly the devil tried to attack my son well, firstly, I know you told me to start at six months, but I got to tell you the full, you know, story. So Go ahead. I, I um, had a, have a journal. I still have it. My mother gifted it to me for my birthday. Um, hmm. it, it has blue butterflies on it. Butterflies are my confirmation. I love butterflies. Oh. You know, butterflies symbolizes, um, 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 excuse me, it signifies uh change right transform yeah transformation yeah transform yes Mm -hmm. yes and so um i had a vision and it was not a dream because i was awake i had a vision that i was in the um emergency room actually the operating room and my ex-husband was to my left and there was a shield and i knew i was having a cesarean right I didn't know the gender. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I still have this journal right now that I can, you know, uh, for proof. But anyhow, I had this vision that God gave to me. And then I want to say a week or two later, I took a pregnancy test on the whim. Just something said, just take a test, right? The test was negative. And so like most women, I went back to the test and it was positive. My ex-husband was working from home and he said, Oh, that test has been about an hour. Take another one. It's not real. So I took another test. It was positive. He didn't trust it. <laughs> he was like, go to the hospital or something. So I ended up going to the doctor's office, and it was confirmed via blood test that I was indeed pregnant. So again, okay. um, at 12, at 8 weeks, right, I had an emergency surgery. Um, with a while I was pregnant with my son, it's called a tech trans abdominal surclot. They performed the surgery because I did lose, you know, the multiple stillbirth um, that I had experienced. And so essentially, mm-hmm. um, this procedure is to, you know, have, hold my cervix in place and um, it's over 90% effective. Actually, I want to say 95% effective. And so I chose that procedure. They, you know, while they were performing the procedure, I actually, they could have punctured my sac. Thankfully, they didn't, okay? So I took the risk 
um, so that my son could, you know, I he could go to full term. So everything was fine. You know, I did experience excruciating pain. I was on morphine, IV, every six minutes. Um, it was one of the worst pains I've ever experienced, actually. Um, at 12 weeks, I went in for ENT, which is a nuchal translucency, and this essentially is a genetic testing to determine if one has Down syndrome or any markers. Well, at that mm-hmm. time, um, it showed that my son had a, it was a per- low percentage, but that he possibly could have Down syndrome. And we met okay. with a genetic counselor, and she was talking about abortion, and I was like, no, that's not an option. No. Right? No. He had an amniocentesis. Right. It was, you know, determined that he, you know, was normal, had 36 chromosomes. And so, you know, that was scary because for about a week or two, we were kind of on edge. Then, the day of delivery, my son swallowed the amniotic fluid. So he was in NICU for eight days. I'm just like, Lord, <laughs> really? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had the breathing tube. Uh, we did kangaroo care, uh, which is skin-to-skin contact. Um, and this is the short-end version again. But, I mean, I went through so much during that pregnancy and even thereafter. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, he has to be a miracle child after all I went through. Um, <laughs> but, I must, <laughs> but I must say, unfortunately, I was not able to really enjoy my pregnancy because I was so nervous, thinking, oh, what if I lose this baby, you know? Um, and yeah. then when I had our, our baby shower, I was thinking, and mind you, I was 34 weeks, 34 weeks or so, I was thinking, oh my gosh, what if I lose this baby? And everyone who came to our baby shower, I'm going to have to give them all their gift bags. And, you know, like I was literally, even at 34 weeks, which he was past the viable stage, but I was still just nervous and yeah, you know, and, and it's expected after losing four children, you know, for birth. Um, yeah. So, but yes, he's he's eight years old. He's doing exceptionally well um, academically, socially. So yeah. All right. He's doing well. And I know I saw life. him on. I'm sorry, I saw him on your Facebook and he speaks very proper and um, clear. I noticed that. I think it's similar to how you speak every syllable, every word. I mean, just very clear and crisp. He is not mumbling. He is not, you know, missing any syllables. So I know you are actually doing a great job with him. He seems so happy and loves his mommy. So I'm just so excited to see how God has really blessed him to be so strong and loving and sweet and kind. (laughs) You guys seem like you guys had so much fun. Yes. And he knows the Lord, too. We, yeah, he, um, you know, my, I, wow, uh, Bernie Bush International, yes. And um, First Lady uh, Shelby has a, a CD called uh, The Blood Still Works. And so okay. we'll listen to uh-huh. that in the car. 
and he recites it verbatimly as the you know first lady of <laughs> and I'm like really Aiden but he was like the, the blood the blood delivers he was like mommy we're blessed we're blessed mommy like and it's it's so beautiful Ooh. you know to witness God use him and speak through him and this is all him he will say it mommy can you can you put our you know the bishop's uh, CD on or mommy I want to hear this you know and so I'm thankful I'm truly thankful yeah true mm-hmm Yes. Look at God. Oh, my God. I just want to say thank you for this um, podcast on today, man. This conversation has been God. I told you it was going to be powerful, and God showed up just like I knew he would. I just want to um, say, do you have any one last thing that you would tell any woman that is coming out of a divorce or just having low self-esteem how what would you tell them in um uh, helping them to find their work well i would take my own advice right keep be still you have to be and, and that's not something easy to come to right but what i mean by peace mm-hmm. journal meditate focus on the word um journaling was very cathartic for me I journaled my thoughts you know anything I was dealing with and I also believe in law of attraction so the things that I wanted to manifest I wrote them down you know I want to be happy I want to be uh, successful I want to be healthy I wrote these things down and slowly but surely I started to embody the things that I would I wanted um internally and so for a woman specifically going through a divorce or shortly thereafter i would say be patient and be kind to yourself take the time to heal and in the healing process you know we we know that there's different stages of grief um someone once told me that when you're grieving or going through a divorce is worse than the death because you Especially if you have children involved, you actually have to relive that experience almost daily or weekly or monthly or what have you. Um, so give yourself time to actually breathe. Um, be around people who are supportive. Um, and I, I used to read a lot of self-help books. Um, that was yeah. really helpful. Um, a lot of audio books on relationships. Um and that was really helpful. And then also get with a, a find a mentor or someone who has been through a divorce specifically because, you know, I almost lost um, some friends because they didn't know how to communicate. Not that I almost lost them, but they didn't know how to communicate with me because they never experienced such, right? So I would say, you know, um, find someone or connect with someone who has been through something similar because that's helpful too. Um, and just and just give yourself time because that's what it, it will take. Even now, for the most part, I can say that I'm. I'm sorry, Jamika. I can't hear you. Can you come back in? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So say that um, last part. Um, I would say that take time to heal. And I said, though, although it's been four years for me, I'm still human, right? There's still some things that I may be triggered, you know. Um, it's very rare 
but nonetheless take time to to be patient with yourself um and know that it's a process however i will end on this note this too shall pass and it's just a season. it's just a season. that that's it you Girl, you learned. You learned. Because you was really telling everybody some nuggets today. Oh, my God. I am so blessed to have known you, um, to have you in my life. You know, I love you like a sis, uh, for real, for real. And I just want to um, commend you for doing the work, going through the process, knowing I'm here for you whenever, but uh, knowing God for yourself. And now you can help other other women. And I'm very proud of you. And your success in schooling, no matter what you went through, you said, I'm going to go to school. <laughs> I'm going to get this degree. And wow, you're at your master's. So I am proud of you. I want to um, give these women to know that the scripture, um, that's Proverbs 31 and 10. And it talks about, it says, she is worth far more than rubies. So I want to give you women that scripture and that's part of it to know that you are worth far more than rubies to God. And that is the true um, source and meaning of the Cinderella effect that you too can have the Cinderella effect and you are worth it. So thank you so much for coming and talking to me on today. Shamika Schaffner, I love you. And let's say bye-bye to everyone. This is Amika Adams, the first, coming to you. And this is a podcast of the Cinderella Effect. And you can also meet me on my website at amikaadamsthefirst.com. And check us out on other podcasts. Um, You want to check those podcasts out at anchor.fm forward slash I am Amika Adams the first bye ladies and let me know how you like this podcast love you bye bye